Distractions Podcast, a podcast where we chat true crime, conspiracy theories, paranormal stories, and just a mixed bag of really weird things. I'm your host, Alex. And Christy. And we are back after not recording for two weeks, and we're together. Together again! Really awesome. We haven't actually ever recorded together. We've only been doing it on Skype. Yeah. So this is actually kind of nice. Mm-hmm. I can see your face in yeah. person. Yeah. You know exactly like my <laughs> facial expressions. I know yours. And it's really, really, it's going to hopefully make this easier. Um, and apologize in advance for any background sounds you hear. We don't have like a quote unquote studio because we're not rich. <laughs> we're not pulling a Joe Rogan and making like a stupid amount of money off this show. So we knew me still. We're in my basement right now. <laughs> and essentially, you know, you might hear some cats, you might hear my partner upstairs making food, but hopefully that also distracts you, because that's kind of the whole point of the show, is to bring you a distraction. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you distracting from this week? Uh, this week, as I feel always, is work, because as I said, I work in healthcare, I live up in cottage country, work's getting extra busy, because everyone's coming up to the cottage, and the roads are really busy, and my apartment's really loud, because I can't <laughs> open my window anymore, because there's traffic. I'm just sad. It's just like a long list of shit. It's a lot less to me complaining, which is fine. But that's kind of like the whole purpose of like our intro is like, hey, we're just like you. We hate everything. <laughs> Nothing makes us happy. Well, okay. Scary, creepy, weird shit makes us happy. But like, besides that. So we're going to come on and complain and tell you a fun story <laughs> to distract you from our complaining. Exactly. Exactly. I would say um, my need for distraction is essentially... I had a work week this past week where I didn't want to talk to anybody, which kind of is hard when you work in a field where you're getting paid to talk to people for a living. That's your job. That's my job. <laughs> so case in point, um, for example, I had a client who I was trying to get hold of, trying to get a hold of, trying to get a hold of, and finally got to the point where I'm like, okay, if you, excuse me, need to reschedule, you're going to have to call this number, which isn't mine. Thank God. Literally, <laughs> as I'm about to dial the number, they call me back. <laughs> freak's sakes so I answer the phone I ask like oh okay do you still want a single session and they're like what what's that like, you've got to be kidding so then I had to explain she's like I guess I will have it so it was literally the most awkward and annoying and frustrating thing on my end at least I don't know about her I was trying my best to like maintain my professionalism <laughs> but it was like pulling teeth to be like so like what's bothering you just the news. Uh-huh. She's like dying behind the phone. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, what the... I, at that point, I was like, I'm going to rip out my hair. It was so bad. And that's and that's actually why, because we got together last night with another friend. Um, and that's why, like, when you text me, like, what, do you want to get together? And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to lose my shit. And I'm like, mm, she's in a mood. She's in a mood. And you're fine. <laughs> and it's because of work. So... If you're like us and you need to distract yourself from work or from what I'm going to call cityites, because cityites are, you know, bombarding where we live to get to their cottages every fucking weekend. Or if you just need a distraction from all the crappy shit that's going on in 2020, because let's be real, it hasn't been great. Um, we're going to chat about a conspiracy theory today. 
I wish we, you know, I'm going to look into making like little sounds for when we introduce like the themes. The specific paranormal, specific conspiracy. It's just going to be me saying, boo. When it comes to the paranormal and true crime, I'm like, I don't know. I don't fucking know. I'm so sorry. And everyone stop listening at this point. All right. So we are chatting about Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. His work and the conspiracy th- theories that surround Walt Disney and the Disney Corporation and all that fun stuff. So is it a cheerful episode? <laughs> Actually, it's not that bad. Mm. It's not that scary. Actually, no, it's not that scary. So I picture Walt Disney, it's not picture scary. No, no, I picture Disneyland, which I've never been. I picture like all the Disney movies I grew up on, and then all of like the newer ones, which I haven't really gotten into to no too old and too. it's not it's too past her time it's not the good stuff anymore no. or like the really really old ones where it's like black and white like the black and white mickey mouse have mm. you ever seen that no it's bonkers but <laughs> anyways so walter elise 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 elise, elise disney um was born on december 5th 1901 making him a sagittarius <laughs> Uh, he was born in Chicago to parents, Elas. I cannot pronounce this name. I tried seven times last night and I thought I had it, but now I'm looking at it, I'm like... So Wiki doesn't like pronounce it like Jolly Phonics for you? Yeah. I, <laughs> I think, you know what, we should maybe get like Patreon or something just so we could get like a Jolly Phonics software download on this computer. Oh, um, and Flora. So Elias and Flora. Uh, what would be their fourth son? And they would actually have another child in 1903. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to 1906. They moved to Missouri, where his uncle Robert had just purchased land. So they kind of moved there. I'm assuming kind of built a house. And that's actually where uh, Walt's interest in drawing uh, kind of blossomed if you will uh where he this is a really random job that he had but essentially he was paid to draw the horse of a retired neighborhood doctor and that's kind of like i know (laughs) when i read that i was like i mean i it's not really that interesting but i'm like it's kind of just odd yeah like let's just draw a horse and then it just flourished into everything else yeah (laughs) as he's drawing the horse Damn, I'm really fucking good at this. I can draw a mouse. I can draw anything. (laughs) (laughs) The possibilities are endless. Um, So they would actually move from Missouri to Kansas City in 1911, uh, where Walt would attend Saturday courses at the Kansas City Art Institute. Super fancy sounding. Um, And he also took up a course in cartooning. At 16, he was super shy, but very determined uh, to join the army. So he actually dropped out of high school, like most of the people we talk about. I feel like... No one goes to school. Well, the only one that actually went to school is Russell Williams. But, like, look how he turned out. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) Um, So he tried to join the army. He actually wasn't old enough because at that point to join the army... You had to be 17. Okay. So then he went back. Like, he was persistent. He's like, no, I'm going to serve my country. That's awesome. You do, you do. Um, so he came back with, a fa- like, a forged birth certificate to make it s- seem like he was 17. Dedication. Yeah. And then he enlisted in the Red Cross, uh, which then he was accepted and shipped uh, to France, where he spent the following year driving an ambulance. Hmm. So that's pretty cool, right? Interesting. So, fast forward to 1990... Oh, 1999. Uh-uh, 1919. <laughs> Walt returned to... Skipped a century. <laughs> Skipped a century. Uh, Walt returned to Kansas City, where he began working as an apprentice artist in the Pesnan Rubin Commercial Art Studio. 
There, he drew commercial illustrations for advertising, uh, theater programs, and catalogs. However, in 1920, the Roaring 20s, which we are living again, and it's awful, um, due to the decline in kind of like the income of the studio, he decided that he needed to go earn more money and started working at the Kansas City Film Ad Company, uh, which at that point was focused on producing commercials using the cutout animation technique where Disney would become interested in animation and we began experimenting experimenting with it at home. So he didn't have like an I'm not okay. I'm not gonna say he didn't have a normal teenage experience, but like To go from like nothing to then like I'm gonna do surf the country and just yeah. like peace out and really be dedicated and then that's it. And then come back and just be like exploring his career already. Like fuck mm-hmm. at eighteen I was not doing that. No. I was going to college and dropping out. <laughs> yeah, I was spending money on alcohol that I wasn't le- legally allowed to buy. <laughs> so, um, okay, so uh, da, 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 at 22, he was feeling 22, um, no, he felt he needed more to succeed than what Kansas City could offer, so he made the trip to Hollywood, mm. which is where all the good stories start. Uh, there, his first success was through the series Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, which was created for Charles Mintz of Universal Studios. Uh, when Disney asked for a larger budget for the popular Oswald series, Mintz refused and Disney had to quit. He was essentially like, fuck this shit, if you're not going to give me the money to expand on this series for you, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to stay, which, true, fair, that's a power move. That's a power. Well, actually, the next move is power move. Later, <laughs> uh, Walt and his brother War, War, Roy, <laughs> I was expecting that name. <laughs> started from scratch and co-founded the Walt Disney Productions, now now known as the Walt Disney Company. Mm. So, as we all know, and if you don't know any Disney movies, I what are you doing? I'm are you living your childhood severely? Yes. Um. But obviously he's known for Mickey Mouse, which came out in 1928. The Skeleton Dance, like the spooky, scary, mm-hmm. get like my favorite thing on Halloween and every day of the year. Um, in 1929, Alice, Alice's Wonderland, 1923, Flowers and Trees, 1923, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs in 1933. Holy, is that old? I feel like it's been redone a couple times. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, Pinocchio, 1940, and approximately over 500 other productions. I didn't know the goodies were all that old. Like, remade, right. but still that yeah. old. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I think when you think of Disney, for some reason, my mind doesn't go past the 60s. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, because we'll, we'll get to it. But, like, it just... I can't pass... Anything past the 60s, I'm like, that didn't exist. Like, that wasn't... <laughs> that wasn't a thing. <laughs> no one lived before that? No. <laughs> Everyone just came out of the 60s. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Uh, so playwright Robert Sherwood would describe Walt as almost painfully shy, diffident. So he was very, like, he was very awkward. He'd be the guy at the party. Okay, picture this. Guy at the party from high school in the corner, not really saying much, kind of holding his IPA. Or not even IPA, because people in high school don't drink IPAs. His solo cup. It's still a red solo cup, if you will. <laughs> not talking it. That's kind of how I picture it. And mm-hmm. essentially, this was also confirmed by biographer Richard Schickel. Schickel. <laughs> Sorry. Um, who shared that Disney hid his shy and insecure personality behind his public identity. So he kind of had 
like a personal like a private identity which was very super shy and then outwardly he would try to kind of be like this bashful tycoon and like mm. oh i've got all this money from bills <laughs> i doubt he did that but it's like, raining money it's raining money no no i doubt he did that but anyways um According to people who worked with him, he had super high expectations and would often not give staff much praise or encouragement, mostly just reporting or responding to staff when they would submit their work. You know, that'll work. Like, that'll do. Not a nice boss, sounds like. No. Uh, which would be known as his highest level of praise. Like, if that was my highest level of praise, I'd be like, no, I need to do more then. Like, and I need to get you, like, I need to get, like, two thumbs up essentially, and not a that'll work response. I need a raise or I'm quitting. Yeah. Well, he actually would... I, I feel like he was like kind of like a private praiser, which is mm. just a term I'm making up now, but essentially he would... Um, he would give people like bonuses and stuff, or like the high performing, like people that were like bending over backwards to like appease him. Mm. But those that were like kind of, they were doing okay, like they were, they were doing well, but like not at that level. Yeah. He was like, eh, that'll work. <laughs> um, here's where things get not so great. Mm. Walt was also called out for being anti Semitic. However, none of his employees and never actually accused him of this, but regardless, this outlook of Walt never really actually escaped him. And not only that, but he was also called a racist. Mm. which we don't stand for, but... Definitely not. Apparently, this was because of some of his, like, earlier works in the 1930s and 50s, um, which contained racially insensitive material, and literally, I put bold, italicized, capital letters, not good shit, not weird distractions approved. No. We do not condone racism, or any kind of hate. Unless if you don't like Tom Cruise, then I'm all for fucking it because I fucking hate Tom Cruise. But <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Hate Tom Cruise. But any other kind of hate we don't we don't we don't stand for. Anyways. Uh he was also a science fiction fan, which is kind of interesting because mm. I don't know, like when you picture people that are really into cartoons, it's like I just I I can't set I can't picture someone who's really into cartoons and really into like Disney, kind of ironic, um, to be like, oh yeah, I really like sci-fi. No, I can't picture no, that. Right? No, right? I, I don't know why. Um, but he actually would be known to, like, kind of dream about what would happen in the future. Like, I think he was kind of in the realm of, like, oh, my gosh, like, will there be flying cars? Which is still the thing. It's like, every year, oh, in 10 years, you're going to be flying cars. No, there isn't. It's 2020, and fucking cars don't fly. We have murder hornets. It's not as good as it's going to get at this point. Um, so he actually created kind of like a prototype of sorts but essentially it was the experimental prototype community of tomorrow um which in short form is epcot uh it was originally originally designed to demonstrate how americans would live work and survive in the future keep this as a tab in your brain for later okay it's important um so he would get married he married artist Lillian Bounds in July of 1923. A July wedding. How beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> the couple would have two daughters, Diane Marie uh, and Sharon May. Disney was a heavy smoker. He liked to smoke uh, since World War One. That's kind of, I guess, when he started, which, fair enough, I feel like that'd be a very stressful time. I, I, I'll let it slide. I, I, I'll let it slide, but... 
what I won't let say is he did not use cigarettes with filters and smoked a pipe as a young man. So like, oh, dirty straight, straight to the lungs, which lung cancer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you kind of beat me to the punch, but yeah. On November thirtieth, uh, he or sorry, in November nineteen sixty six, he was diagnosed with lung cancer and was treated with cobalt therapy, which I didn't know what that was, so I googled it, and this is what Google said. <laughs> Cobalt therapy is the medical use of gamma rays from the radioscope cobalt-60 to treat conditions such as cancer. Mm-hmm. I still don't understand. It's like uh, early days of radiation yeah. therapy. Um, it's my jam. It's my, your jam. So fast forward to what I was accidentally going to read before. So on November 30th, 1966, he felt unwell and was taken to St. Joseph Hospital where on December 5th, 10 days after his 65th birthday, he died of circulatory collapse caused by lung cancer. The breath thing. Mm-hmm. you get for smoking? Yeah. Smoking, you die. Yeah. Just saying. Well, living, you die too because, you know, we're all just... Smoking, you die faster. <laughs> we're, we're all just inching closer towards death every day. And if you're still depressed... You're not more depressed. You're not more depressed. <laughs> I'll take a drink to that. Uh, <laughs> so his remains were cremated two days later and his ashes inter- interred. Interred. That's such a weird... Or like I wrote it, but I'm like, I don't know why I use that word. Um, at the Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. Mm. So he would win 26 Academy Awards out of 59 nominations. Holy... Including a record four in a record four in one year, so he got four awards in one year, which like is this after he died. Uh, I don't. I feel like it's throughout. Okay. Um, giving him more awards and nominations than any other individual. He is also the namesake for Disneyland and Walt Disney World Resort theme parks in the United States. No fucking shit. But this is just. I just want to make it clear to everybody that this 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 is the same guy. This is. <laughs> it's related. It's, it's related. <laughs> As well as the international resorts in Japan, France, and China. So, that's all the background information. You ready for the... The good stuff? The good stuff. Tell me the good stuff. (laughs) All right. So, actually, let me take a drink of my White Claw before we get into it. Ugh, White Claws. Uh, Can't break no laws with White Claws. Am I right? Yes, you can. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably good. Um, Okay, so, one conspiracy theory is that Walt Disney's body is cryogenically frozen somewhere on the grounds of Disneyland. I feel like this is the longest standing conspiracy theory, like, slash the first one I've ever heard of. And slightly creepy. Like, Oh, it's fucking wild, but it's... You go there to be cheery, other than, like, you get ran over by a million people because it's so fucking busy, yeah. but... Oh, there's just a frozen body somewhere. We won't tell you where. It's in a liar. <laughs> it's in a liar. <laughs> um, so some people believe it's his whole body that's frozen, and other people believe it's just his head. Which, I feel like the, the latter is more <laughs> fucked up than the, the beginning. Yes. Like, I'd rather see the whole... Actually, okay. Here's a debate. Would you rather stumble upon a frozen body or just a frozen head? Personally? Personally. I would like a head, but... <laughs> like, if it was, like, a normal person, you'd be like, well, I would rather see the body. Yeah. But, like, in my love of this the head right i feel like it would depend too because for me my mind goes to zombies automatically for some reason so like if it's just the head then i don't feel like i'm at as much danger oh. do you know what i mean if like if he was to come back like unfreeze and come back to life but i feel like if it was the body i'd have to fucking run <laughs> and i'm not good with running so like i just would prefer the head mm-hmm. 
Agreed. <laughs> Try not to make this <laughs> sexual at all either. <laughs> uh, okay, so the story goes that after his death in 1966, uh, Disney was frozen until the day that reanimation or a cure for lung cancer was possible. Not happening yet. <laughs> not happening yet. It's murder hornets or nothing. I'm sorry. Uh, he had a private funeral and the lack of public information that has kind of hasn't been released like no one really knew much about the funeral really mm. so they thought that like the public i guess thought that was weird which so he must be alive then that's what they're thinking exactly okay um but because of this essentially this kind of created a perfect breeding ground for a conspiracy theory to come out mm. but this is obviously not true because he was cremated <laughs> Oh. <laughs> um, so as mentioned earlier, Disney was cremated after dying from lung cancer and his ashes are in Glendale. And there's actually like a plot for him in the cemetery. So like, not, okay, not saying that like you can't have a plot or like a plot or like a, a stone memorial thing for somebody and they're not there, but like. It's weird to have that and they're not there. Yeah. I like, like I get it's like a, like, I'm going to go and like respect them, but like if they're physically not, like the ashes aren't buried there, then it's weird. Exactly. So... Apparently, a potential start to this rumor came from a reporter from a tabloid newspaper called the National Spotlight. Um, the reporter claimed that he had snuck into St. Joseph's Hospital in Burbank, where he, uh, Walt Disney was. The reporter disguised himself as an orderly, so like, hmm. I don't know, broke into the storage room and saw the deceased Disney suspended in a cryogenic metal cylinder, which like, hold up. How the fuck did this hospital get a cry cryogenic metal cylinder in the 60s? Yeah. And if they have that, they probably have some kind of security. So how are you getting in? Yeah. Which would have meant... And how do you know it's him? Well, not only that, but like how... Like does every hospital... Not... I, no. Hospitals do not have these things. They have morgues. They have morgues. They don't have... They have toasty cold boxes you go on a tray in. Yeah. They don't have cryogenic metal cylinders. So it's kind of like, okay, but like... Why does this specific hospital, why, like, why would this specific one have one? Unless Disney knew, well, he knew he had cancer. So what if... He planned it before he died. Exactly. He could. He had lots of money. Exactly. So... People do, rich people do weird shit. Rich people do fucking weird shit. I've heard, like, rich people, like, burying their expensive cars. Ew, why? I don't know, because they're rich and they can do what God, they want. no wonder Mother repeats us. <laughs> people are fucking... Burying their McLarens and Jaguars on the ground after the engines goes out. There's no the, one can... the engines. <laughs> <laughs> I can't speak. Um, anyway, so in 1969, the French magazine Icy Paris. I'm sorry. Icy Paris and the National Tadler in the U.S. advanced the rumors by predicting Disney would have been thought out in 1975. So... Non-scientific motherfuckers are like, oh my gosh, so he's totally frozen and we predict based on our scientific research that we don't have the experience for that he's going to be thought out by this, like 75. <laughs> he's not there and he's dead. No. So no, he's not going to, no. he's going to thaw and then rot. The national tattler. Okay. Where's your scientific degrees? Sources are anonymous, obviously. Yeah, of course. Um, some went as far as to claim that his burial spot was a freezer stored underneath the Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Disneyland. No. Mm. No. You're grasping for straws. No. Yeah. Um, so apparently it also didn't really help that the urban legend likely dates back to an interview in 1972 
given by a guy named Bob Nelson, who was, slash maybe is, I don't know if he's still alive or not, I didn't really look into Bob Nelson, sorry Bob Nelson. Um, he's part of the Cryogenic Society of California. He said that Disney wanted to be frozen, but stressed that he wasn't. So I guess in the interview he was like, oh yeah, like he really wanted to be frozen, blah, blah. And then they're probably, like the interview was probably like, okay, but was he? And he's like, oh no, 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 that's not what I mean. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> this is how shit starts. This is how shit starts. This is why you need to... Not tell people your plans. <laughs> and the world needs to calm down. The world needs to calm the fuck down. Okay, so that's kind of the ins and outs of that theory. So, is it true? Yes. No. We don't know. I almost said yes it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. We do not know. I, I doubt it. Like, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm putting it at, like, a, a 1.2. I'm putting it at 0.1. <laughs> well, the only reason or why... Or 0.01, sorry. <laughs> the only reason why I'm giving it the rating I'm giving it is because, honestly... That's my cat, Lee. He says hello to everybody listening, if you're still listening. Um, the reason why I give it that high of a mark is because rich people do weird shit. And he was rich. I do, but still, it's like, for this long, no. No. Fair enough. Alright, so, um, the next conspiracy theory was that Walt actually left a video telling Disney executives what to do when he, what to do when he dies, which... This one, like, I looked it up and I was like, I'll include it in the episode, but to be honest, it wasn't like, oh my god, that's so weird. Because I feel mm. like a lot of people have actually done this, or I just have the perception that people do this based on TV. <laughs> Which is true. Which is true. Um, because, obviously, we know that he, Walt was super interested in the future, this actually doesn't seem to be out of the realm of possibility, but there's actually, like, zero evidence of this, and this is essentially because of everything that transpired in the years after his death. So he essentially, um, when Walt did pass away, Disney World was in the process of being built and Disney's brother Roy decided to put off retirement so he could uh, personally watch over the construction. However, obviously, right before the end of um, the, the century, uh, there was a lot of stock market crashes and, like, mm -hmm. financial strains and everything. So, um, Disney was almost actually bought out in the 80s because of the stock uh, market falling. And many of the movies during this time dubbed The Bronze Age in the Disney movie canon didn't do well at the box office. Mm. Which I can't remember a movie out of the 80s from Disney that was good. I don't remember any. No. 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 Um, so, it took until the 90s, which is, like, the best time, just saying... We were born. We were born. It's the best day of anyone's life. Best <laughs> day of our mom's lives, but I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Debated. Um, but essentially, around the 90s, that's when they kind of got the groove back. And the, at this point, it was called the Disney's Renaissance, which I was like... They're so old, they have to come back. Out of the, out of the vaults. Uh, with that being said, Disney probably didn't leave behind the explicit instructions of Next Steps, like what to do after his death, because no one could have predicted the nosedive that some Disney movies would have taken. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, and here, okay. So, the next one. So, I'm gonna, there's one more kind of not really specific. Well, actually, it is specific to movies, but then the rest are gonna be more so like conspiracy theories around the movies. Okay. Uh, in the storylines. But this one brought me back to a weird place. So the next conspiracy theories, um, or conspiracy theory, kind of revolves around the fact that people believe that there are hidden sex slash inappropriate images in the Disney movies. 
there's like you see all that like today even like people just like bring up shit of the Disney movies like this is all derogatory and this is this and this yeah. is that and you're like okay like yeah that was like a very it looks like a penis yes yeah that looks like a penis <laughs> they have very voluptuous shapes of different things sure like you could you can see that but the reason why I said it brings me to a weird place is because I remember in high school I must have been like grade eleven maybe yeah it was grade eleven and I was with. Two girls I went to high school with, I won't mention their names in case they don't want to be mentioned, but I'll tell you after. Um, and we were having a sleepover, and we were not sober, to say the least. And we spent so much time watching, like, conspiracy theories of around this. So, like, hidden, like the hidden messages and everything like that. So, just, it's, when I was looking this up, I was like, uh this reminds me of that one time and it was like spooky like the youtube videos were spooky especially when you're not sober and it's like four in the morning and you're watching them and you're like oh my gosh um so there are like i said a ton of youtube videos about this where they show some uh, suspected scenes from older disney movies that have some kind of sexual or inappropriate imagery in it so, for example the little mermaid it appears during the wedding scene that the cartoon the cartoon bishop seems to get a little bit of a little Car- bit, cardon? Yeah, a little bit of a hmm, little bit of a motor. I'll have to go like rewatch these to see it. I know, right? Um, however, this was actually argued later by I think a writer who said that it was just his knee, which I'm sorry, I've heard that many times and it's never just the knee. Your knee is far down. <laughs> Your knee is way far down, buddy. Um, and then in The Rescuers, which I love that movie, I need to rewatch it, uh, an image of a naked woman appears in the background as Bianca and Bernard speed by, which this, which this was actually confirmed and it was actually recalled. So they actually like recalled the movie, which I don't remember, but apparently that was a thing. I don't really remember watching The Rescuers. Really? The two little mice that like... Yes, I remember the mice, but I don't yeah. remember the story really. I don't remember the story either. I don't remember the plot, but like I... Wasn't one of like the, the famous or my favorites. No. No. But the next one is The Lion King. Mm-hmm. So after Simba kicks up some dust, the word sex appears on the sky. And apparently this has been rebutted by Disney stating that it, it says SFX as in special effects. Which like... Why say anything? Why isn't it just clouds? Why can't it just be clouds? I know, we watched that too. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so here are more of like the theories around the actual plot lines in the movies. Okay. So Anna and Elsa from Frozen are actually related to Tarzan. What? Yeah. Why? Hear me out. Princesses Elsa and Anna from Arendelle tragically lose their parents in a shipwreck, or so we think. Uh, so there's a theory that the king and queen didn't actually die at the sea at all. What's believed is that the queen was pregnant when they set off on their travels, and although the ship is destroyed, they actually wash up on shore on an island. Um, they have a baby boy and go to, go on to live in the jungle before they're killed by leopards. <laughs> this uh, leaves their son to be raised by gorillas, as Tarzan was. Hmm. I feel like it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that's it's super big, grasping. It's super grasping for straws, but like, in the same sense, after I read it, I was like, I mean, I wouldn't hate that storyline. No. 
But like, no offense to anybody who loves Frozen, but I like used to love Frozen, and now I have a fucking hatred okay. for Frozen because yeah. today my niece and nephew were over, and all she wants to do is fucking replay Frozen over and over. Elsa gets her Frozen, then they go to the trolls, then they get kissed by Hans, then they get kissed by Kristoff, and I was like, I am so fucking sick of playing this goddamn game of make believe Frozen. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. No, I I remember when the first Frozen movie came out, I would I like I loved it. And like, I, don't I, really, I used to love it, yeah. Yeah, I don't really like... I'm not a big cartoon person. Like, I mm-hmm. like The Simpsons. I like Family Guy. I like the derogatory adult cartoon shows now, because I'm an adult and I can do whatever the fuck I want. But, like, I don't... Like, I've never seen Moana. Mm, I watched it. Again, because of these. Yeah, but, like, I've never... Yeah, like, I've never had a need to want to watch any, re- like, recent ones, because you're, like, A, I'm adult, and B, I'm, like, I don't really, like, have, like... I want to watch other good stuff, like adult movies. I want to watch people get killed. Yeah, I love crime movies. Yeah. Or, like, movies about possession and shit. Yeah. Because the, the children, the child, the children in us are now dead. So we live through the dead children that are possessed. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> We're not morbid at all. Um, okay, so the next one is the movie Up is actually imaginary and Carl is already dead. I've never seen Up. You've never seen Up? Okay, no. that's that's a newer, new-ish. I forget when it came out, but it's it's cute. Yeah. I, I, I cried at that one because it's no. really sad. Um, okay, so Carl Fredrickson, so he's like a grouchy old man in the movie, is about to lose his house. So this is after like, oh God, I'm going to have to explain the whole plot. Oh, uh, I don't really want to listen to it. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. But okay, so essentially he's about to lose his house and he actually dies in his sleep before he can be put into a retirement home. So the whole... Have you seen like the imagery of us? Yes. So you know that there's like... Like floating on balloons, yeah. Um, So the balloons on his house help him ascend into heaven and Russell, the wilderness explorer, is his guardian angel. Russell needs a badge on his helping the elderly by helping Carl to Paradise Falls or heaven and then Russell can earn his wings Mm. and become an angel. It's a stretch. I see. But. I'm agreeing because I don't know, but sure. <laughs> I'm nodding my head because I totally understand where you're coming from. <laughs> okay, so the next one is Prince Charming in Snow White and the Seven Dwarves is actually a symbolism for death. Hmm. Took a big old dark turn on that one now, didn't we? That movie was already kind of dark. It's like, eat this apple. Eat this wow. apple and then you're going to fall asleep and there's going to be seven, like. Wait. <laughs> I just mixed up my stories. <laughs> right? Um, Apple, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. Oh, fuck, do we not know our Disney movies <laughs> anymore? For a reason, I just like, thought you said fall asleep, and I was like, wait, Cinderella? And I was like, no, just no, kidding, no, 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 nothing. No, oh, God, not Cinderella. I'm mixing them up. Oh, God, it's a whole blur, and you're not even the one drinking. Um, so Prince Charming is supposed to save Snow White from her slumber with, quote-unquote, true love first kill. Gross. <laughs> It's been theorized that he isn't her true love after all. He is the embodiment of <laughs> embodiment of death. Is that a word? Embodiment. Okay. Embodiment. Okay. I'm embodying. I'm, I'm the embodiment of death. <laughs> my black soul. <laughs> oh my god! We should make a shirt of that. Can we? I would wear it every day. Anyways, um, so when Snow White first meets the prince, she's hanging by a well and is scared of him. Probably because he's a white dude trying to get up on that and she's not having it. Because, like, I'd be fucking scared of a white guy that I didn't know approach me. Mm-hmm. I'm afraid of a white man. If I'm afraid if I'm a left alone with a left alone in the room. With anybody. With anybody. I don't know. I don't know. Let alone a white man who's got probably not great intentions. Not mm-hmm. to shame white men. Not to shame anybody, but, like, 
It's the times. It's the times. And Ted Bundy. Like, I'm just pointing out, like, Ed Gein, Ted Bundy, BTK. We'll get to it. Eventually. Um, when Snow White... Uh, da, 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 so she meets him. She's all scared because she's like, oh my god, this dude's gonna try and get up on me. I don't like it. Um, scared because of her close... She, okay, so, sorry. She's essentially... People think she's scared because it's a close brush with death. And she knows it. Which, like, that does she's sound psychic? like death. Yeah. <laughs> she's psychic. Um, potentially... Uh, after she dies from eating the poisoned apple, so apparently she dies. Like, she's not just in a slumber, she's fucking dead. Mm, Um, Prince Charming kisses her and is taking her to the afterlife. The white horse they ride on relates to the pale horse in the Book of Revelations. So I apologize, like, because I was reading my notes and I was trying to put words together and I'm just gonna take a drink. (laughs) Struggling as always. (laughs) Struggling as always. All right, two more. So, Boo from Monsters, Inc. is actually a witch. <laughs> you look so confused. You're like... Which I remember who Boo is. Boo's the, a, a, the little girl. The girl yeah. yeah. Is Mike Wazowski. Mike Wazowski. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A witch? What? Yeah, she's a witch. No. Yeah. This is a stretch. I read this, like, three times trying to, like, wrap my head around. I was like, this is, someone's fucking stretching. Um, so, Boo the toddler from Monsters, Inc. follows Sully back to Montro- Monstropolis, uh, leaving behind her normal human world. Best choice been- ever. <laughs> it has been interpreted that when she grows older, she actually becomes uh, the witch in the movie Brave. Mary, which is Boo's real name... Didn't know that. Hmm. Uh, becomes obsessed with finding Sully after she returns home, so much so that she uses the limited information she knows about him to try and trace him, namely through doors, because that's the way that they mm. travel. In Monsters, Inc. In Monsters, Inc. Uh, she travels back in time rather than forward, trying to find magic strong enough to find him, and in doing so, begins practicing witchcraft. Apparently, there is reportedly a, a carving of Sully in the witch's cabin in Brave. So they thought, hmm. right? Uh, I, I'd have to, I haven't seen the movie, but I'd have to see that. To, like, no. I'm going to have to rewatch it. I, I, feel like I, I feel like I've seen Brave, or like bits and pieces. Yeah. I, just, I feel like I just remember the archery scene. So yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's all I know about it. All right, and our final conspiracy theory. We are getting there, folks. Thank you for staying strong and listening. <laughs> this is a good show. This is a good show. Um, Jafar in Aladdin is actually the good guy. This is a fucking stretch. This mm. is such a stretch. So the story of Aladdin is told by a merchant who is trying to sell us the inf- infamous lamp, which people actually think the mer- the merchant is genie. Okay. Wrap that around your head. Um, so to create a-, a convincing pitch, Aladdin has to be the good guy, which... I was like, does he have to, though? Like, does he have to be a good guy? Hello, Leonard. Once again, that's my cat. Sorry. Um, delve deeper into Jafar's involvement in the story. He could be, he could have been much more menacing, but wasn't because he's actually inherently good. So Jafar's issue stems from the Sultan's inability to his job. Agabra. 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 <laughs> Agrabah is filled with poverty and the sultan is aging but does not have a male heir to continue the reign because Jasmine um, and his daughter has no intention of marrying to save the city so Jafar hypnotizes the sultan and tries to arrange the marriage between himself and Jasmine to avoid any further turmoil in the city therefore seeming to suddenly be a good guy 
because he wants to save the city. And I literally put in my notes, I don't fucking know. This kind of sounds like a stretch. That's a stretch. That's a fucking stretch. And stretch. that is all the conspiracy theories around Walt Disney, his works, mm. all that nonsense that I'm going to spew to you today. Because holy moly, we could go on. And on. And on. And on. Um, the resources I used. Wikipedia. Uh, my English Price website, imdb.com. Goldcast website, Insider Article by Gabby Shaw. Uh, Music Magpie blog. Uh, PBS article by Dr. Howard Markle. Um, LAist article by Juliet Rayla. Uh, YouTube, Shane Dawson. Scary Disney Myths, which, okay, I started watching that video. Mm-hmm. No tea, no shade, no pink lemonade against Shane Dawson. But, like, it started with, like, one theory and then went on to, like, 17, like, different ones that weren't Disney related. So I was, like, mm. so I got, like, a little bit of information, but not a lot. Still watch it. It's been a way off track. Yeah. And okay. then finally, uh, the Huff, Huff Post article um, called, Finally, the Truth About Disney's Hidden Sexual Messages <laughs> Revealed by Bill Bradley. <laughs> and Christy, tell these fine listeners where they can find us on social media, where they can listen, all that good stuff. <laughs> While I take a big old swig of this white cloth. Yeah, you guys can find us on our various platforms. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Radio Public, Overcast, Rock Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts. And recently now on Good Pods. And you can reach us as well if you have any shout outs or examples or anything you want to say or requests uh, on our email which is weird distractions podcast at outlook.com you can get us on twitter at weird distract i number one and hit us up on our insta page which is weird distractions pods and like our page and follow thanks that'd be stellar if you could all do that and once again if you can hop on to any podcast listening site that offers the option to rate and review Give us five stars. Give us, you know, we're, we're not here to beg for your attention, but, like, we kind of want it. We want your attention. So give us five stars. Tell us anything you want. You want. You could say, the sky is blue, and I'd be like, uh-huh, yep, totally. <laughs> That's accurate, that you're not far from the realm of reality. Or you could say, you know what, Walt Disney movies, the new ones aren't that great. And I'd be like, yeah. I agree. I fucking agree with you. And as always, thanks again for listening. We're here for a good time. And always a long time. And always a long time. I was going to end off with like our little... Doodad? Yeah, but I'm not really feeling it. Because okay. I also don't have it in front of me. <laughs> I'm fucking lazy. Um, but thanks. The weirdest distractions in whatever yeah. time. <laughs> oh, here we go. You can always find distractions in the busiest of times if one simply looks for the weird. There you go. I'm going to get that tattooed on my forehead. But then I can't see it. I don't suggest. (laughs) Do you want your job? (laughs) That's true. I need an income. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, everybody. Sorry to interrupt whatever good time you might have been having. Yeah, we're really sorry about this. We know you probably don't want to listen to this trailer, but we promise you'll want to hear what we have to say. Right! I'm Chad. And I'm Cassandra. We happen to both hold a PhD in Solving Unsolved Mysteries, and we're here to tell you about a newish podcast. Let us tell you, the joint is a laugh a minute. 
Right, and since all of the episodes are at least half an hour, maybe longer, that's like, um, let's see, carry the four. At least 30 laughs per episode, guys. At least. Hey, I was getting there. I'm just not good with numbers, okay? Well, we've only got so long to get this message across. I know that. Okay, well, you were just taking a while. Anyway... In this podcast, every week we bring you a new unsolved or unexplained mystery. That's right. We bring you the facts and educate you on everything mysterious. And here's the best part, guys. At the end of each episode, we solve the mystery. Because that's what we do. Right you are, Cassandra. Now tell them the name of the podcast. The Joe Rogan Experience. What? No, 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 no. That's what it says here. Okay, well, you must have wrapped the wrong script. Uh, Guys, just one second, please. Really sorry about that, guys. So, Cassandra, tell them the name of the podcast. Unsolved Mysteries. Solved? Yeah, that's the one. So if you love mysteries... Hate that they go regularly unsolved. And love to laugh. Join join us every every Saturday Saturday as as we we solve solve those those mysteries mysteries that have been keeping keeping you up at night. night. Find us on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.